the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Stay eight feet away from me. I know they're telling us to make it six feet of social distancing while this uh, coronavirus pandemic is going on. But I think I'm, you know, kind of special. So if you see me out on the street, please, please make it eight. I mean, I'm more important than most people. I mean, I, I have a radio show. Eight feet, please, if you don't mind. Meanwhile, uh, everything is canceled. Uh, it would be a lot easier to list the events that are going on as planned than to run down the list of everything that's canceled. And an easy point of reference for you uh, for things that are canceled, it would be everything that's fun is canceled. If it's fun, it ain't going to happen. Just get used to it. It's canceled. Uh, The NBA and the NHL have canceled their seasons with the possibility that they could be picked up again. The NCAA basketball tournament is canceled. So are all baseball spring uh, spring training games after today. And uh, uh, I just heard that the the start of the season has been pushed back two weeks at least. Broadway is canceled, which is a shame, I guess. Uh, Lots of colleges uh, have sent the kids home to take classes online. Although I did teach my class at Waynesburg today, as scheduled. All the students showed up, and... uh, I saw people walking around campus looking like uh, just another day on campus. The PIAA basketball tournament has been pushed back two weeks, but will probably be canceled. Now, no high school's closed yet that I'm aware of, uh, unless that's happened just recently and I didn't catch it. But uh, I think that's kind of surprising. I mean, you would think that based on the hysteria over CV-19 that, that they would have been canceled by now. I mean, when you consider that they've been known to shut down because of snow flurries, they're not going to shut down when everybody's going to die from this virus? I don't get it. So here we are. Uh, Just about everything is canceled until further notice. The people in Europe, except for the U.K., speaking of cancellations, found out that all passenger flights to the U.S. were canceled. President Trump declared that uh, last night in his speech from the Oval Office on national TV. And it didn't take long for the non-Fox media to go into hysterics over that speech. Now, Don Lemon of CNN can't be really appreciated on radio because you kind of have to see his face when it looks like he's about to start crying when he does these things. But here he is last night with John Kasich, uh, no fan of Donald Trump, by the way. If he stuck to the script or not, but... But whatever script he read I, I, was wrong yeah. because they've had to clarify it several times. And I, I just got to say, if the president came I, out to I, calm I, I, people's fears, he didn't do a good job of it because they've had to come back and clarify it several times. And th- this has been going on long he, enough I, for them to get it okay. straight. We need straight, accurate you know information what, from this president yeah. and this administration. And we're not yeah. getting it. And I don't understand why you are tiptoeing around it. He came out, gave an address that old, that usually you know ha- that happens very rarely, and he doesn't get it right? I'm going to tell you, first of all, he read it. And somebody that wrote this, look, I don't want to get into that. He, what it was why on not? Today That's why and, you're here, tonight, to talk about was, the president's can I, address. Can I finish now? No, but, Let no, no, me no, talk. No, 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 you Let can't, John. John, because we're here to talk oh, about I the president's talk. Wait, we're here. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to go on and deflect and talk about something else, because we're here to talk about the president's address. And, and you said that someone else wrote it. He's the president. Even if someone Look, else he, wrote it, it should be I know right. he did, and he has to be resp- Don, Don. He put he put this thing out because there was some confusion out there. Okay, this now is there's a more very confusion, John. And what I'm look look I'm gonna, I'm trying to say to you, Don, we got to move down the road. Looking back doesn't get things fixed. We're not I'm looking not back. Ask, the president's address. More, the president's address more, was tonight. That is the newest I information. I think his address tonight will. Is I the president's address? 
I think it was fine. That's what I think. You, you think, think the wrong, you think me. inaccurate information that you have to it come back right and clarify tone. two or three times, you think that's fine? Uh, I, look, I thought he did fine. That's what I thought. I thought he had the right tone and he no longer played around with we're going to blame Democrats or we're forget this stuff. He, he's, I hope he's trying to move forward because he understands the seriousness of this situation. Now, the fact that they clarify, it isn't unusual in a speech for somebody to, to clarify something. OK, but I don't think that the tone he showed tonight takes away from some clarification. I think he set a serious tone. That's what I wanted out of him for a long time, and I think we got it. And Don Lemon, by the way, in case you've forgotten, he's uh, he's the guy who's been on CNN for a long time. Don't know how anybody looks at him for five seconds, but um, he's been accused of sexually assaulting another uh, a man in a in a bar, not uh, somewhere on um, I think on uh, in, on Long Island. And uh, if he were not liberal and gay, he would have been canceled by now. But he's still working at, at CNN. Then there's Joy Reid of uh, MSNBC. This moron who, who lies a lot and has been mentioned as a possibility to replace uh, Chris Matthews, who just got canceled, speaking of being canceled. Uh, she tells a big lie here when she claims that uh, Donald Trump called the coronavirus a hoax, which he never did. But here's that uh, little tirade. As the coronavirus plays out around the world, we're witnessing in real time how the quality of leadership in a country matters. It matters how transparent and, frankly, competent a government is in a time of crisis like this. Here in the U.S., the Trump administration has struggled to present a coherent and unified message about the coronavirus outbreak. Careening from downplaying it, with Trump tossing it off as a political hoax, to just seemingly scrambling. Believe that it's real. Like, don't believe that it's a hoax, even if uh, an, an official, let's say, government tells you. Um, and we should note his favorite news channel has been it's echoing him. Trump has some other ideas, like doing a payroll tax cut through the end of the year, which, let's just be clear, would reduce the funding source for Social Security and Medicare. And, as if on cue, offering tax relief for impacted tourism-related industries like hotels, airlines, and cruise lines. Hotels, you say? What about this idea? And I, I don't really understand what it how it relates to coronavirus. But it appears that Donald Trump would like to pursue federal aid to shale oil companies, uh, shale companies right. hit by the oil shock and the coronavirus damage. Right. What does that have to do with I, I, the, what people are suffering right now? The people who are going to lose jobs and lose opportunities are like waitresses and people who work in small restaurants. Right. But it appears that Donald Trump's focus as um, the leader of the, your, your Senate leader has said are banks, shale oil companies, rich folks who are all lighted up at the tiller. The thing that struck me and I think a lot of people was this hotels idea that Donald Trump, let's just put up a list of the hotels that he has something to do with, whether he owns them or leases right. them out. And those are all over the world, all over the country, but all over the world. Yeah, it's just all about his hotels. Oh, this gets old. Uh, then, then, this is uh, Joy Reid, uh, the woman who had homophobic content on her social media platforms. And then when she got caught, she claimed that she didn't know anything about it and she had been hacked. And of course, they brought in some experts to look at it. Couldn't find one scintilla of evidence that she had been hacked. And she just kept saying it anyway, and MSNBC kind of let it slide because it's MSNBC and she's a liberal and blah, blah, blah. So now, uh, how about Savannah Guthrie today on the Today Show with Vice President Pence? Leveling with people. The president has said as recently as two days ago, this will go away. Yesterday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said you can expect millions and millions to get it. The worst is yet to come. Uh, Congress's own doctor said that a third of the American population could get coronavirus. Do you agree with, with that number? What do your experts tell you the number of infected Americans is likely to be a number? I'm looking for a number if you have it. We know there will be thousands more cases of coronavirus in this Thousands country. or millions. Some people think this is just hysteria and media hype. I mean, the president himself said on Monday, the fake news media and their partner, the Democratic Party, is doing everything to inflame the coronavirus situation. So there are people out there who believe this, and they are going about their business like nothing's going on. So uh, she, she quoted the tweet. They put it up on the screen. But she read this part of it. The fake news media, this is from Donald Trump, and their partner, the Democrat Party, is doing everything within a semi-considerable power uh, to inflame the coronavirus situation, far beyond what the facts would warrant. 
And then uh, the tweet from Donald Trump uh, goes on, Surgeon General, comma, quote, unquote, the risk is low to the average American. Uh, uh, Savannah didn't read that part of the tweet, which is typical. So, of course, Guthrie is talking about millions of people getting a virus as if that's something new. Uh, Back in 2009 and 2010, we had a little problem with something called the the H1N1, also called a, a influenza A virus. The CDC said about 60 million people in the U.S. caught it between 2009 and 2010. 275,000 went to the hospital. 12,469 people died. So when Savannah says millions, like it's a big big deal, she's expecting or demanding uh, Mike Pence to match her hysteria. So he didn't. And so she's upset. Uh, and he shouldn't have because uh, he's a sane person. But when we come back, speaking of a sane person, uh, I'm going to play you uh, a soundbite from a real doctor who thinks that the big problem is with the media. Stick around. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roof. Roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Do you want to get rid of your expensive land? Online, save money but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com You might wonder why Australians always seem so relaxed. Well, it comes down to sleep. And we can sleep like a koala full of gum leaves. So we've invented a solution to your sleep problems. It's called Pronto Sleep. Pronto Sleep is a two-in-one solution that helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. Pronto gently opens your nose to focus breathing so you can relax and fall into the land of Nod. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils all night long for a butte sleep naturally. Then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Clever, eh? And does it work? Well, in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep. 74% found it helped them stay asleep. You'll find Pronto now at select Walgreens, Amazon or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep is the gift of sleep from Australia. From RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting and roles for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from K11, and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now... 
Socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at Kane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Kane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Kane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Kane 11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again. Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS. To 246810. Text SOX to 246810. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So you heard the media, a small portion of the media before the break there, just uh, trashing Donald Trump, which they were able to do about 12 seconds after he finished his, um, his address from the Oval Office. Now I've been looking around, and uh, it's interesting. I've had conversations with. Um, Two or three people today, maybe more than that, um, where I've had anecdotal um, examples of doctors. People have said, you know, I went to the doctor today and uh, for something else, and I asked them about the coronavirus, and they, they don't seem to be all that upset about it or concerned about it. I've heard like three or four stories like that where people have directly asked doctors about this in, an, in another setting, and they've been told, you know, it's, I don't get it. They're, it's a bigger deal. It's not as big a deal as they're making out of it. So, I don't know. You tell me. But uh, here's Dr. Drew. This guy is, uh, it's actually uh, Dr. Drew Pens- Pinsky. Uh, and he has been on TV for a long time. Does segments called Dr. Drew. Listen to what he has to say. So you've seen pandemics over the decades. Yes. How does this one compare with everything? A bad flu season is 80,000 dead. We've got about 18,000 dead from influenza this year. We have 100 from corona. Mm-hmm. Which should you be worried about, influenza or corona? 100 versus 18,000. Right. It's not a trick question. And look, the, the, everything that's going on with the New York cleaning the subways and everyone using Clorox wipes and get your flu shot, which should be the other message, that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. So I have no problem with the behaviors. What I have a problem with is the panic and the fact that businesses are getting destroyed and people's lives are being upended, not by the virus, but by the panic. The panic must stop. And the press, they really I, I somehow need to be held accountable because they are hurting people. So where do you think the panic started? Like, what, Besides the press, like, what was the impetus in terms of mass hysteria? In your I, I saw it. There's a footage of me on a show called The Daily Blast Live mm-hmm. a month ago going, shouldn't we be scared about this? And me going, no, this, there's going to be this potential for panic here. Right. Shut up, everybody. Stop talking about it. I could see the panic brewing. And I could just see it the way the innuendo and the, and the every, every opportunity for drama by the press was was twisted mm-hmm. in that direction. Let me give you an example. So the World Health Organization is out now saying the fatality rate from the virus is 3.4%, right? Every every publication from the WHO says 3.4%, and we expect it to fall dramatically once we understand the full extent of the illness. No one ever reports the actual statement. Right. They, they go 3.4%. That's 10 times more than the whatever. Five times more than the flu virus. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little more flu, probably. Yeah. Still not a bad flu. Right, season. we're going to hear about more cases, more people dying. Probably, probably somebody in this, several people in this building probably have it and don't know it. Right. Well, it was also just the process of letting the public know, the stock market, the number of tests that were available. There was so much happening, and I think people were freaking out as a result of that. I think there was, it was a concerted effort by the press to capture your eyes, and in doing so, they did it by inducing panic. There, there's, listen, the, the CDC and the WHO, they know what they're doing. They contain pandemics. That's how they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They're doing an amazing job. Amazing. Listen to them. What about the global implications of this? Because we were talking off camera about Italy. There's China yeah, as well. Yeah, there's some little outbreaks where you should avoid. Right. There, there are. There, that's, I would, I would uh, look out where the flu's outbreaking bad, too. I, I, I end up getting the bird flu. I got H1N1. Oh, really? And it was horrible. It was no fun. How long did you have that? Well, that was ten years ago, and I was I was really sick for about two weeks. Wow. I was really sick, and no fun, no were you, fun. Were you talking about bird flu like you're talking about coronavirus? I was not okay. because there wasn't the same panic. Right. I didn't. The, the, to me back then, it was like that was a reasonable sort of you know it should be in the press. It should be raised awareness. It shouldn't be the lead story every day with again the drama right. and, the, and the, the the seriousness in everybody's tone. 
it's a moderate flu season. If you put the corona and the flu together, it's still a moderate flu season. Wash your hands, mm-hmm. take precautions, do what you're supposed to do, get your flu shot. And then run into the street screaming and yelling hysterically. That's what the media want you to do. So then I come across this from a guy uh, in Toronto, Canada, uh, Abdu Sharkaway. He's another doctor. Um, he says, I'm a doctor and an infectious disease specialist. I've been at this for more than 20 years after seeing sick patients on a daily basis. I've worked in inner city hospitals and in the poor slums of Africa. And he runs down all the diseases he's dealt with, uh, HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, hepatitis, TB, measles, shingles, whooping cough, diphtheria. And he says, uh, I am not scared of COVID-19. That's this uh, coronavirus. I'm concerned about the implications of a novel infectious agent that has spread the world over and continues to find new footholds in different soil. I am rightly concerned for the welfare of those who are elderly, in frail health, or disenfranchised who stand to suffer mostly and disproportionately at the hands of this new scourge. But I am not scared of COVID-19. What I am scared about, this is a doctor who's been doing this all his life, what I am scared about is the loss of reason and a wave of fear that has induced the masses of society into a spellbinding spiral of panic stockpiling obscene quantities of anything that could fill a bomb shelter adequately in a post-apocalyptic world. I am scared of the N95 masks that are stolen from hospitals and urgent care clinics where they are actually needed to front the health care providers and instead are being donned in airports, malls, and coffee lounges, perpetuating even more fear and suspicion of others. I'm scared that our hospitals will be overwhelmed uh, with anyone who thinks they probably don't have it, but may as well get checked out no matter what, because, you know, you just never know. And those with heart failure, emphysema, pneumonia, and strokes will pay the price for uh, overfilled ER waiting rooms uh, with only so many doctors and nurses to assess. I'm scared that travel restrictions will become so far-reaching that weddings will be canceled. This is happening. Graduations missed and family reunions will not materialize. And, well, even that big party called the Olympic Games that could be kiboshed, too. Can you even imagine? This was obviously written just a few days ago. Lots have changed since. I'm scared those same epidemic fears will limit trade. They has. Harm partnerships in multiple sectors, business and otherwise, and ultimately culminate in a global recession. But mostly, this again, this is Dr. Abdu Sharkaway. But mostly, I'm scared about what message we are sending our kids when faced with a threat. Instead of reason, rationally, open-mindedness, and altruism, we are telling them to panic. Be fearful, suspicious, reactionary, and self-interested. COVID-19 is nowhere near over. It will be coming to a city, a hospital, a friend, even a family member near you at some point. Expect it. Stop waiting to be surprised further. The fact is the virus itself will not likely do much harm when it uh, uh, arrives. But our own behaviors and fight for yourself above all else attitude can prove disastrous. I implore you all, temper fear with reason, panic with patience, and uncertainty with education, we have an opportunity to learn a great deal about health, hygiene, and limiting the spread of uh, innumerable transmittable diseases in our society. Let's meet this challenge together in the best spirit of compassion for others, patience, and above all, in unfailing effort to seek truth, facts, and knowledge, as opposed to conjecture, speculation, and catastrophizing, that's a good word, catastrophizing. Facts, not fear. Clean hands, open hearts. Our children will thank us for it. Now, I, haven't, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen or heard anything better than that. And that's from a doctor, okay? I mean, I know every doctor doesn't think the same, but this is a doctor, excuse me, this is a doctor who has worked... I have a cough, by the way, right now, as you can tell. This is a doctor who has worked on this, these diseases all of his life. He's seen everything that's out there. He's been watching the media, just as Dr. Drew, and they're all saying two words. Calm down. Calm down. 
When we come back, we'll talk about the ethics of all this. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. New York's governor has ordered all Broadway theaters to shut their doors in the face of the ongoing coronavirus concerns. The move plunges into darkness one of the city's most popular tourist attractions. Shows will resume April 13th. The NHL following the NBA's lead in suspending its season amid the coronavirus outbreak. NHL Commissioner Gary Vettman says the league is pausing its season with the hope of resuming it later and awarding the Stanley Cup. The stock market had its biggest drop today since the Black Monday crash of 1987 as fears of economic fallout from the coronavirus deepened. The sell-off came despite action from the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank. The Dow today dropped 2,353 points. The Nasdaq was off 750 and the S&P 500 fell 260. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all... Jay Sekulow. Jay Sekulow. Live. The fact that he won in Minnesota, Massachusetts, and it looks like he's going to hold on in Maine, uh, Jordan, is really, really phenomenal. The other thing, uh, Jordan, if there's a candidate who can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, it's probably the former vice president. So, look, if you want to be any of these candidates, you definitely want to be him. He is now the front runner with all the momentum. But, look, he's got to stay out of his own way. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The answer. When you shop Goodwill, you don't just bring home a vintage dress or cat lamp. You bring home so much good to your community because everything you buy funds local job training and more. Goodwill, bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow van. Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow van, called Service Master. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Paging Brenda Lawson, bank account number 0040891, report to gate 6. Data breaches are on the rise, which means your personal info is practically being broadcast to identity thieves. Good thing there's LifeLock to help protect your identity. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock helps look out for you, whether or not your information is exposed in a breach. Save up to 25% off your first year using promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. Terms apply. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W- CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, everything all stacked up outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissdale. Really crawling along slowly there. Inbound side, Edgewood, Swissdale to the tunnel and Delays County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, also very heavy on the inbound side. 79 to Roslyn Farms Road and Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. 
also got an accident. This is on Center Avenue at Broad Street. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Cloudy and mild with periods of rain for tonight, low 52. Windy with clouds and rain giving way to sunshine in the afternoon. Friday, high 55. Friday night, mainly clear and cold, low 31. Saturday, cloudy with a passing shower, high 43. Sunday, clouds and some sunshine with a high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. This is the John Stacker Watch Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, as you know, just about everything has been canceled, and what hasn't been canceled is probably about to be. Uh, and it's all because of the coronavirus. The media are blaming President Trump. Uh, President Trump and lots of doctors are blaming the media for blowing it out of proportion and creating the hysteria, hysteria that uh, has led to all these cancellations. Uh, is anybody doing the right thing here, and what is the right thing? Dr. Stephen Mintz just recently retired as Professor Emeritus in Ethics from Cal Poly State University in San Luis Obispo, California. He's also the author of a book called Beyond Happiness and Meaning, Transforming Your Life Through Ethical Behavior. He joins us now. Dr. Mintz, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So what would you be telling your students uh, about the behavior of the government and the media the last few weeks and uh, and how it would apply to their ethical behavior or non-behavior? Yeah. Well, I think there's uh, a lot of blame to go go around on this issue. It certainly has to start with the slow response of our government to the virus that was an outbreak as early as December of last year in China. And it appears that nothing was done in our country to prepare for it. Testing kits weren't made up until we realized there was a big problem and we're dealing with that now. So it's sort of an efficiency, competency, maybe just wishful thinking that somehow we would not be affected by this virus. So uh, competence in making decisions and working in the best interests of the American people, I think we sort of missed the boat there. And um, the media, sure, the media plays it up. Uh, media that wants to make President Trump look bad are going to say things that it's his fault. And he has some fault to go along as well, sort of implying it wouldn't be as big a problem here as maybe in other countries. So I would just tell my students that this is a situation where everybody has a little bit to blame, but we need to go forward and act in the best interests of the public uh, from here on in. And uh, I'm not sure that has even happened from the reports out of the CDC and some of the scientists. They're admitting we weren't ready for this outbreak and still really aren't up to speed. Yeah, I I just read a a statement by a doctor um, who's... Uh, in Toronto, and he's studied, he's dealt with, uh, in a, he's been in Africa working in there, HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, tuberculosis, SARS, measles, shingles, mm. whooping cough, all these diseases he's worked with. Yeah. And he said his biggest fear, uh, he said, I'm not scared of COVID-19. What I'm scared about is the loss of reason and wave of fear that has uh, induced the masses of society into a spellbinding spiral of panic. And he goes on to say he's afraid of a bunch of other things, and it was written a few days ago, most of which have come true. And that's that's a, a, a doctor who's been dealing with this for 40 years, for viruses. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the statement about a uh, loss of reasoning is uh, very, very important. And I think from an ethical point of view, ethics is all about how we reason through dilemmas or conflicts that we face in our life. And we just didn't do a good job here. We didn't follow any of the ethical principles, which would be to first respect the rights of the citizens to be safe and secure and healthy. That was not uppermost on the mind of a lot of people involved in this situation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to really know why we didn't act quicker, quickly since many countries were dealing with it already. I think uh, we didn't want to look like we were inefficient, but 
somehow we have to get past this and, and get past the blame game. That's not doing anybody any good. And this is a country that should be able to produce, you know, hundreds of millions of tests, not four million, but hundreds of million. Get everybody working on it. Because uh, this is the prime thing now, as you mentioned earlier, everything's shutting down. Yeah, and um, and it seems like both sides are just in it for themselves. Um, right. Liberals think it's unethical for the government not to take care of everybody's health insurance. Uh, conservatives believe that government will just make everything worse. So uh, is there a right and wrong answer on that issue? Is, or how subjective is it? Well, um, yeah, that's a good question, especially in light of the uh, primaries and the debates going on. Well, I have to say it's reasonable to conclude that a universal health care system may not be the way to go if we're going to make our decision based on how the government has handled this crisis. Now, that may be a bit too severe. It was a crisis, and there are some health care systems the government does quite well, like Medicare. So hopefully we could learn our lesson from that. But yeah, yeah this, it's, uh, it really raises a lot of questions about our health care system and whether we're taking care of the most vulnerable in our society. I mean, a terrible situation with the nursing home homes now in Washington State. And those folks, they can't have visitors and, you know, they, they probably live for their visitors and, um, it's, it's, it's an ethical quagmire, basically, is what it is, because the pursuit of self-interest, whether it's perceived by the government, Republicans, Democrats, the media, can really blind you to the ethical issues that exist. And I think that's what's going on here. Uh, are ethics subjective, or are there times when everybody is either right or everybody is wrong? And who gets to decide? Well, I... I I don't think there are times when everybody's right or wrong because a lot of ethical conflicts are not black and white, they're gray. So you have to use ethical reasoning to think them through. So the question is, what is the ethical reasoning that you use, or as you mentioned, who decides what, what it is? We can go back to the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, if everybody involved in this situation had said, what if my son or my daughter or my mother, father, grandmother, grandfather was infected by this disease, how would I want it to be handled and acted on that basis? I think we would have seen a lot speedier results. So um, a lot of people think ethics is relative. They define it any way they want. They treat it any way they want. And that can't be right because if that's right, we can do whatever we want whenever we want it, and we're not accountable to each other or as a society to the community. So we, we need to use some standards. The golden rule is a good place to start. There are philosophical reasoning methods such as always maximizing benefits of actions and minimizing costs, which didn't happen here because the cost of getting all these kits made and now the economic stimulus that's going to happen is going to be a lot higher than if we acted right away. Um, so we need, we need more ethics in society in general. We need that conversation because I think, as your question indicates, there's no agreement in society on what ethics is. We've lost our sense of right and wrong. It's no longer taught in school for the most part. People are not going to religious institutions and getting it as much as they used to. Probably not discussed at home anymore. So where do they learn about right or wrong? That's the question. Well, uh, and we're talking to Dr. Stephen Mintz. Uh, he just recently retired as Professor Emeritus in Ethics at uh, Cal Poly State out in San Luis Obispo, California. Also author of a book, uh, Beyond Happiness and Meaning, Transforming Your Life Through Ethical Behavior. Um, so are you saying that there was a time when there was more of a consensus on what is and what is not ethical and that that I, has disappeared? Yes, I think there was. Uh, I don't think there was ever a time where everybody agreed on it because, quite frankly, ethicists, philosophers don't agree on it. That's why there were all these different reasoning methods. 
uh, I mentioned before, costs and benefits. Some ethicist philosophers say that's, that's a bad method of just maximizing benefits, minimizing costs, because it's not that simple. You can't even identify what the costs or benefits are all the time. Take the coronavirus. We could not determine all the costs that will incur now and in the future, yet there is this ethical reasoning method called utilitarianism, which says do just that. But others would say, no, that's not right. We have to always respect the rights of individuals. So I'll give you a good example. The uh, problem in the automobile industry, which crops up all the time, there's defective cars in one way, shape, or form. The auto industry says, well, it costs too much to fix it, so we won't fix it. But the driving public has a right to get into a car and not expect it to get into an accident or have problems as a result. So when you have competing ethical philosophies, you're not going to have people agreeing all the time, but we need to have a dialogue on what those philosophies are. They've been discussed forever, going back to the Bible, and we should be able as a nation to talk about it, but nobody does. You don't see it discussed in any of the debates. Um, So we're sort of lost (laughs) in that respect. But but wouldn't at this point, I mean, our... Uh, haven't I witnessed in watching debates many times just an argument or a debate about what is ethical and what isn't? This is what I want to do, and what you're proposing is just not ethical. Well, I don't know that the candidates say it's not ethical. They may say it's not best for the country as they perceive it. Um, So I don't know that ethics is the underlying reason. Maybe it is with some of them, and they just don't use that word. But yeah, uh, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with having differences of opinion on what's right or wrong, but we're never going to come to a common agreement, or at least a relatively common agreement, unless we talk about it. And what, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, I'm starting to get short on time here. Sure. Uh, you talk about, you, you, t- you taught this, um, this subject in, in school, in college, uh, for a long time, a professor of ethics. Right. Um, what have you noticed that you, that you did this for a long time? What did you notice as far as uh, how students and people that age have evolved when it comes to this stuff, and how uh, how receptive they are to what you're trying to teach now compared to 25, 30 years ago? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think there's. Uh, a- more of a pursuit of self-interest approach or belief of many of the college students today. Some folks refer to it as the entitlement uh, issue, and uh, I think that is a problem, although I have found students becoming more open to ethical issues, especially in the last several years with consideration of things like uh, the climate and taking care of uh, people in less developed countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it seemed like there was more of a community approach to ethics, at least when I was younger. We actually cared about our neighbors. We knew our neighbors. But today, everybody's on the move. Everybody's in their home, you know, playing with their electronic devices. They're not out on the streets talking or playing ball, as I did when I grew up. So you don't have that family unit, community spirit, where you don't want to do anything that's going to harm somebody else because you know them. Now you don't even know sometimes your friends because it's a social media. It's funny you say that because I was driving home today uh, and uh, I I watched a woman out for a walk. It's a nice day here. Weather's really nice. And uh, she was walking down the street with her looking at a cell phone. She wasn't. Yeah. She may as well have been at home. Uh, I got. I want to ask you this question. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Stephen uh, Mintz. Your book is called "Beyond Happiness and Meaning: Transforming Your Life Through Ethical Behavior." So, if you can transform your life this way, where would be a good starting point for most people to start with uh, being more ethical and and having the being behaving more ethically? I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I thought about when I wrote the book is rather than preach about ethics, which it tends not to work very well, was to show how it could make for a happier, more meaningful life when you do the right thing through values such as kindness and compassion. 
caring about others, being honest uh, in your da- daily uh, activities, being a person of integrity, meaning having uh, moral courage, doing the right thing. And I have a lot of stories in the book about people who did that, and they did become happy, although it's true that some people get ahead in life without being ethical. That's just the way it works sometimes, although a lot of these people wind up paying the price at the end, such as a Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, I always tell my students ethics is a long-term perspective. You're not doing it just for today or tomorrow. You're trying to do it for the rest of your life. So every time you have a tough decision, you think about what's right or wrong using these various perspectives. And in the long run, you'll be happier. You'll have more self-esteem. People will look at you in a much more positive light. Makes a lot of sense to me, uh, <laughs> Dr. Mintz. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate oh. it. Sure. Thank you for having me. Okay. That's Dr. Stephen Mintz, and we will be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. I'm Andy Solomon. Rideshare platforms have evolved to provide riders with even better experiences. Sheriff John Wetzel, chairman of the National Sheriff's Association Traffic Safety Committee and former president of the International Association of Chiefs of Police, explains. Companies like Lyft are making rider safety a priority by continuously screening their drivers. Before getting into any car, riders should match the license plate, car model, and driver's name with what's shown in the app. During your ride, you can share your location and route with your family and friends. According to Wetzel, communities where Lyft is available have also seen lower rates of impaired driving and fatal crashes. For example, Miami-Dade Police announced that there was a 65% decline in impaired driving arrests in 2017 compared to the four prior years, thanks in part to ride-sharing. Nationally, 71% of Lyft riders say they are less likely to drive while impaired because of the availability of ride-sharing services. For more information, visit Lyft.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash hats. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash hats. That's BambooHR.com slash hats. I'm doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back. My doctor said I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. 
Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, we had a caller uh, call the um, call Aaron, uh, the producer, and kind of complained that this uh, our last guest, Doctor Mintz, Mintz uh, seemed to blame Donald Trump for some of what's going on right now, and he was upset that I didn't jump all over it and criticize him. I knew exactly uh, what he said, and I thought of that, but that's not why I had the guy on. Sometimes you bring a guy on to debate. Sometimes you bring a guy on to just get his perspective. And that's an old debate, and I didn't think there were any new points to be brought up with him, and I didn't want to, I didn't care about his opinion about that anyway, so that's why I didn't pursue it. Anyway, um, another thing here uh, that's interesting to me, you know, this is not a sports show. Uh, You may consider me a sports guy because I covered sports here in town for about 40 years, still do, Uh, still write about it and talk about it. Um, but this isn't a sports show, and I'm, I, I love the show that we do because it can be anything, and that includes sports. But I was thinking today about how tough it would be if this were a sports show. Uh, the guys over there on the sports station and the other guys around town at uh, different places doing sports talk, I, I don't know what you're going to talk about like next Thursday, a week from now, when there hasn't been a hockey game, a basketball game, not going to be one, not going to be a baseball game. Um, you know what it's going to do, though? It's going to make them work. It's going to make them come up with ideas to talk about and get guests. Instead of saying, so what do you think about uh, the Pirates this year? How do you think they're going to do? Give me a call at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it takes a little bit more than that to do an interesting talk show sometimes. So you're going to find out about uh, a lot of different sports guys if you're spinning the dial around listening to those shows. You know, how creative they are, how much enterprise they have in going after interesting guests. you got to fill it with something, and you can't fill it with, let's talk about what happened in the Penguin game last night. I mean, sometimes that's, that's what you do on a sports talk show. That's fine. But if you live and die on that, you know what you have? A boring show because it's lazy radio. So good luck to the sports talk guys. I can do anything I want here. Uh, you guys got to come up with talking about sports. Good luck, and I'll be interested to see uh, who's good and who isn't, who's creative and who isn't. Not that I'm any kind of a judge, ethically. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.